this is Blake and I run the Gig Harbor Fly Shop and this is going to be a guide for fly fishing for sea run cutthroat trout and I know there's a lot of people that have never fished for them before and they have lots of questions and don't know where to start and so uh, I want to uh, give some practical steps and an overview of what you need for gear for tides um, how to approach a beach seasonality flies all that different kind of stuff and so this will be a multi-part series and we're gonna we'll we'll dive in i've been fly fishing for sea run cutthroat trout for uh, quite some time now and uh, i think our our shop in gig harbor here has uh, has been um really grown um by the local beach fishing we've promoted it really hard over oh gosh it's been a while now make me feel old i'm not even gonna say the year <laughs> but uh but it's it's really been like the the, the backbone to what we've built our business on uh, and so not only do we have we been out feeding people with gear but we uh, we have uh, guides uh, as well um, we have exclusive flies that are our patterns only available at our shop available for cutthroat and salmon for puget sound um, and um, and we really love it it's in our backyard um, we, we look at the water every day right out the window and it's just a really really cool special place now growing up i didn't really grow up right around saltwater, and so uh, so when I moved here um, um, a while ago, I was just really intrigued with the uh, with the salt water and that there were trout in the salt water. Uh, I mean, a lot of people don't realize that um, that there's actually trout in Puget Sound, and 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 there's a disconnect because they know that steelhead are a trout, uh, a rainbow trout that goes to the ocean, but um, but you know these cutthroat trout you know for some reason they they feel more trouty where a steelhead feels more like a salmon um and so uh, i mean i was really into freshwater fishing uh, when i moved to washington and um and i didn't touch the freshwater fresh i didn't touch the the freshwater for quite some time i was just so intrigued by uh by these really cool fish so i think i think where we'll start is with gear i mean that's where a lot of people have questions and that's where they usually start the conversation and um and there's there's a lot of really good gear out there now um you know i, I mean just like a lot of other fly fishing the rod and line relationship are the most important and um that's you know that's the thing that gets it all done so for for rods when i guide there's three different configurations that i use the 591 sage x is a nine foot five weight rod and i have a couple of those lined up with floating lines and we use those almost exclusively for top water i love to give top water the first go in the morning um and if and if they're not going to hit the top water then then we go subsurface but um if they're going to hit the top water they'd probably hit subsurface too but why not get them on top right uh so the, so those are the dry like the you know dry fly i mean but the, the top water rods the, the 691 nine foot six weight sage x that is a great streamer rod and we fish that with the outbound short with the floating line or an outbound short in the type three um, we also put the coastal quick shooter from rio on that which is a full intermediate line the other rod that uh, that i like to use is the sage x 697 which is a nine and a half foot six weight and that rod uh, i really like off the beach that little bit longer rod can really just throw a lot of line it's great with the rio coastal quick shooter uh, the things that can and it just it just bombs it out there some other rods that are, are great um, if you like a faster action rod the salt hd um, from sage the 690 great rod 
they also make a, a igniter 697 which is another good choice uh, Scott Fly Rods out of Montrose, Colorado makes some good rods for the beach as well. And the Centric 9 foot 6 weight as well as the 9.5 foot 6 weight come in um, options with fighting butts on them. And those are great rods. They're incredible rods. The Centric is a new rod that replaced the Radian and it's amazing. The Sector is their saltwater specific rod and their 9 foot 6 weight is also great. For mid-price rods, there's a lot of options here. Um, you know, the, the most popular for us recently has been the Sage uh, Sonic in the 697 or the 691. The Sage Maverick 690s. And, and that one's got a little bit of a deeper load to it. So, uh, you know, if you're a caster that that uh, doesn't want like a fast action rod, uh, the Maverick still generates some line speed but gives you a little bit of a deeper load. Uh, and then the payload uh, 689, so it's an 8 foot 9 inch 6 weight, kind of designed for bass fishing. Um, and we use that for like smallies and stuff like that too in freshwater, but uh, but that's a it's a great, great rod as well. And I, I used that one last summer for topwater uh, quite often. The Scott Fly Rod uh, mid-price options, like the title, they don't quite hit the mark like the Sage mid-price stuff does. Uh, the Scott high-end stuff is definitely incredible. Um, but mid-price, um, I mean, the I really like what Sage has to offer. The introductory, like kind of USA-made stuff, like the foundation from Sage, you just can't beat um, for that price point. So their 691 is is awesome. Uh, we have a a um, we have a, a Sage foundation combo in the 691 that uh, that we have available. That's like as an outfit. Um, and we, we sell a ton of those things. It's great. So I guess lastly, too, uh, for import rods, Reddington has some options uh, for anglers that are on a budget. And the uh, the Reddington Vice 590 uh, is, a, is a good rod if you're starting out and you kind of want something that you can do some fresh water with, maybe do some a little bit of salt water with. Uh, it's not really a salt water specific um, configuration, but it's good. Uh, and then the other one is their 691, and I think they have a 697 as well. Um, but those are great options for under 200 bucks, gets you in the game. For reels, you know, you really want something that um, that has uh, the saltwater corrosion issue uh, resolved. So uh, we like machine aluminum reels with a sealed drag in them. So there's like, you know, either maintenance free or very little maintenance. Um, you know, sometimes those die, uh, those die cast reels. The the we've had we've seen some of them where the the paint will bubble up on them, um, and they're just you know there's a lot of times they don't have a, as as good of a drag system in them. But you know, but there are some that are out there that are that are pretty decent. Um, my favorite reel is the Nautilus NV, and for cutthroat that might be a little bit overkill, but um, but you know it's uh, it's it's pretty awesome. It you know it's like. Um, you know, having a Nautilus NV for cutthroat is kind of like having a Ferrari where the speed limits are only 25. It's still, it's still pretty awesome, even though you'll never really uh, fully tap into it. But there's some other really great options for, for reels. We really like uh, like the Galvin Torque series. Uh, there's some reels from Sage as well. There's a lot of good stuff. But, but really, it, just like a lot of other fly fishing, the line and rod relationship is really the most important thing. And especially in Puget Sound, we're making lots of casts. A lot of it is uh, searching the water, just blind casting and and retrieving the fly. 
and we're doing a lot of casting it's streamer fishing so we're casting it out and retrieving it back in and doing that over and over so you just end up making a lot of casts uh, throughout the throughout the day so um for fly lines there's some really great lines that are on the market now we really like the outbound short especially the new outbound short that has the slick cast coating uh you know not only does this uh help with um uh, just bombing line out there and shooting line but really the durability factor is great because the harsh water the 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 saltwater environment is just really harsh like it's just it beats up gear um, and so we're really excited about those outbounds just really being able to last uh, last a bit longer. The, the other thing is uh, the Rio Coastal Quick Shooter. This is a full intermediate line. It's, um, it's bright green in the back and then clear in the, the front head. And, um, and this line is just a, just a wonderful line to cast. Um, it, because it's the full intermediate line, uh, if you're fishing 50, 60, 70 feet of line, you know, think about when you retrieve that fly, where that line is going to be. Well, this intermediate line is going to be all around your feet on on the beach or, you know, in the water because you'll probably be about knee deep or so. Um, and so a stripping basket is really essential for using an intermediate line. Um, that line, once it starts sinking at your feet, you're not going to be able to shoot it and get it out there. Um, and it's going to also hang up on the barnacles and rocks and stuff like that and and it can get sliced up and and uh, and ruined. So there's a lot of different stripping baskets out there. Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's not really true. There, there's a handful of stripping baskets out there. Uh, we stock a few different ones. The There's one that we stock that's from uh, Latvia that's called the Take Basket. And the the uh, polymer that it's made out of is kind of flexible. And I really like it. It's it's super comfortable. The belt's comfortable. The I like the kind of ergonomic feel to it. Um, but it holds that line so that you're not uh, you're not stepping on it or fouling it up on the rocks and stuff like that. And for the intermediate line, it's it's really great. So uh, you know, a lot of people ask us, uh, what should I do, the intermediate or the floating? It's like the great debate. Uh, and uh, I mean, this is here's my thoughts on that. So the floating line, it's it's awesome and essential if you want to fish topwater. If you don't really care about top water, then the intermediate line is great because with the intermediate line, weightless flies many times are fished better than with the floating line. Um, the intermediate line fishes flies at a little bit more depth, which is, uh, which is great, especially in the summertime when it's brighter and hotter out and those fish don't really want to come up close to the surface and and you kind of got to go down down after them a little bit um if you also want to use that six weight say you have a 697 you're thrown off the beach and maybe you want to target some pink salmon uh that rod would be a great rod for that as well and that intermediate line is going to be able to put that fly in the zone for pinks way better than a floating line is um, so what should you start with? Well, if you start with the intermediate line, um, then you got to have a stripping basket. If you start with a floating line, a stripping basket is really helpful, but not necessary. Um, if you have the intermediate line, you can't fish top water, uh, but it is probably a better all around all year line. Um, so, you know, some people will, you know, will have a spare spool and have that other line. Um, that they can kind of switch out seasonally. Some people even switch out on the water. I don't I mean, I think, you know, if you're going to just go fishing for a couple hours, 
you know, to take the time to switch out the, the spools. You know, I don't, I wouldn't probably wouldn't do that. Um, but Hey, uh, maybe, maybe you would. And, and that's awesome. Uh, so, you know, I think if you're a brand new caster, I think starting with the floating line is actually a little bit more manageable. Uh, if you're, if you are already a fly angler and you're just new to the beach, um, you know, then maybe going with the intermediate line, if you don't mind missing out on the topwater action, I, I think that's a, a great, great way to be able to get out there and fish all year long. Now I do a lot of kayak fishing. Uh, and so in my Hobie kayak, I have lots of storage to be able to bring all sorts of gear along. And so I bring multiple rods and I have them all rigged up different ways and, and all that kind of jazz. Uh, if you're on the beach, it, I mean, bringing a second rod along doesn't really make sense. I know some people will carry a second rod and they'll set it up on the beach, um, you know, up by a tree or something like that. And then they'll go down and fish and then switch if they need to. But um, I know people that have forgotten their rod on the beach. Um, it's just kind of a pain to switch back and forth. And I think, I think if you're on the beach, just bring one rod. If you want to bring your spare spool with you, um, with your other line on it, you know, I guess that's fine. Um, but, you know, I, I think that just going to the beach, fishing for a few hours, um, I think that's kind of what most of us do. Now, in the kayak, many times I'll bring a rod rigged up with a floating line uh, and I have a gurgler or some sort of topwater on there. And, um, you know, I'm throwing that first to see if I can get, get fish up top. And then, you know, many times I'll be switching and putting on a, an intermediate or more, more than likely a outbound short type three, um, which, which sinks at three inches per second and just holds flies down a little bit deeper. It's, it's especially great in the summer when fishing around um, kelp beds. It's great when you're fishing sculpin patterns that are usually in the lower part of the water column, uh, all sorts of stuff. So um so that's that's a great great line and so i love having the kayak to be able to bring lots of different gear along um so guiding i'm always bringing multiple rods i'm bringing rods extra rods for clients and you know sometimes they kind of laugh at all the stuff i have but when we're out on the water and we're you know throwing top water and then we're switching over to sinking lines and and everything's already rigged you know they don't they're, they're not laughing then they're really appreciative that i have all this stuff along so so I hope that helps you um, just with uh, kind of my thoughts around gear. And, um, you know, we're happy to answer any questions you have. And so, you know, live chat us on our website or send us an email or get a hold of us somehow um, or even stop by the shop. Do it the old fashioned way. We'll do more episodes here and we'll talk about tides. We'll talk about kind of the run timing and kind of the seasonality of, of all that stuff. We'll talk about some fish behavior across the seasons. Uh, we'll talk about flies, fly selection, all that good stuff. So make sure you subscribe so you get notified of all the new uh, stuff that we have coming out. And thanks for joining us today.